Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Health Talk. I am your host, Dr. Niru Prasad, with my background in pediatrics emergency medicine, affiliated with Henry Ford Health System, St. Joe, Oakland, and Beaumont. The theme of our health talk today is hepatitis C virus. Joining us today as my guest speaker is Dr. Roshda Malik, and she is a clinician practicing infectious disease in local area. She's going to highlight our viewers about what is hepatitis C virus, who gets it, what are the preventive measures, how you can avoid, and the new new drugs that have come up in the market. So good morning, Rushta, and welcome to my show. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Dr. Prasad. It's always been a pleasure. I to be know, here. I yeah. know. We are very happy to have you. Before we start, can you just give me a, a, a short introduction about yourself? Yes. Um, so I'm in practice for over 10 years now, and I uh, work with the local infectious disease clinic, okay. and I provide care for infections, all kinds of infections, acute and chronic infections. Right. That is very great. You know, last time we talked about the AIDS. Right. And right. now it is hepatitis C. So to start with, tell us what is hepatitis C virus? Yes. So, you know, it's, it's really um, struck me that when I ask people about hepatitis C, and a lot of people did not know that even they should be tested about it, mm -hmm. it's a virus which is there for a long period of time, just like other um, hepatitis viruses. We have three right. viruses, yeah. hepatitis A, B, and C, but mm -hmm. hepatitis C virus can cause chronic disease. And we have, unfortunately, new cases every year, thousands of new cases every year is adding to the list. Right. Hepatitis C virus is a virus that attack liver and cause inflammation of the liver. Mm -hmm. And then it can stay in the system for long period of time and cause more liver damage. The one thing that people don't understand that if it stay in the body for that long, it can lead to end-stage liver disease or liver failure. Exactly. And that cause more morbidity and mortality and add burden to health of people, health of community and health of nation. So that is very interesting to back in older young age, you know, like we see patients with a cirrhosis of the liver, right. see the emergency room. We really don't know what was the cause. Right. We blame everything to alcohol. Right. But now for viewers to know, alcohol is not the only cause that causes cirrhosis of the liver. There are other causes. Right. And one of them is this virus, virus. Yeah. along with hepatitis b virus hepatitis b and hepatitis c virus are the major right. uh, you know um, major They're player in this uh, liver inflammation yeah. i mean although i would say that people who have underlying lung disease whether it's from alcohol use and other medications yeah. they can be at higher risk of having more damage to the liver yeah. um, hepatitis c virus uh, can occur in two forms one is acute hepatitis C virus, mm -hmm. and the other one is chronic hepatitis chronic. C virus. Acute hepatitis C virus is, by definition, can happen in first six months. So after accusation of the hepatitis C virus, it can be spontaneously recovered or cleared by the body, and it can be done in first six months. But once hepatitis C virus 
make more harm to the liver and cause mm -hmm. more inflammation. And after six months stay in the body, we call it chronic hepatitis C virus. Okay. And that's more damaging. It slowly, progressively damages the liver. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to know that over 20 to 30 you know, 30 yeah, years, yeah. I saw it the can figure cause cirrhosis of the liver. Yeah, I saw that figure, you know, and, and amazing how silent it could be. Exactly. Affecting the liver. Right. And the symptoms are vague, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's why it's so um, important that our communities, our people, know about this virus. Right, that right. Not everyone has a lot of symptoms. In fact, majority of patients, even with acute hepatitis C virus, mm -hmm. Um, you know, studies have shown that only 15% of people have symptoms mm -hmm. and rest of the people have no symptoms no at all. No symptoms, right. yeah. Now those um, symptoms, acute symptoms, people, you know, will know right away. People have jaundice, they have yellow skin, yeah. people feel very tired, they, they have nausea, they have vomiting, they complain of abdominal pain, they have dark urine. So that's something, you know, make people to to, yeah. to to know and you know attend what's going on um, but other than that sometimes it can be just very vague symptoms people feel tired for a couple of days and that's yeah. it but you know the symptoms are so vague whether it is hepatitis b or hepatitis c you know same vague symptoms nausea vomiting loss of appetite but jaundice is very significant right but jaundice does not occur initially Right. With the hepatitis C. So that's the problem. With hepatitis C, we don't see jaundice in every case. Um, the only virus which we have seen, hepatitis A virus, which causes acute hepatitis, mm -hmm. that has majority of patients have shown jaundice in that disease. Mm -hmm. Because hepatitis C virus is a very slow, progressive virus that causes minimal you know, inflammation yeah. in the beginning. So we don't see a lot of symptoms coming with it. And we don't see jaundice until it gets to the late stage. It, right, And exactly. that's why it's important to know about this mm. disease because at the late stage, we may not have a lot of room to treat those patients. And yeah. the one problem that we always come across and tell patients is that it can lead to liver cancer. Right, so yeah. you know, I was going to ask you right. what is the incidence and we'll talk about it more and more cancer, right? in our talk yeah. that although there is only uh, mm -hmm. you know small percentage of people 15 to 30 percent can mm -hmm. lead to liver cirrhosis and after that from those only one to five percent can develop liver cancer mm -hmm. but there is association with liver cancer and our main job is to make sure that we not only treat this virus but by treating earlier, we prevent cancer. You can prevent cancer. So that is very important, you know. When I was doing my residency fellowship in pathology at Children's Hospital, I used to see those uh, slides, you know, with the right. cirrhosis of liver, those right. nodular changes and all that. But at that time, we did not know. We, right. we did not know that it could be this particular virus right, right. that is causing all this. It was very subtle, but now right. with all this improvement, all this workup that has been done, right. it has become very significant. So that's good. And then uh, what the symptoms you already mentioned, mm -hmm. right? The symptoms. About the, what other problems, complication? Yeah, we talked. 
about the complications. Yeah, liver cirrhosis. Uh, can you highlight our viewers about that before right. we go how diagnosis is? <laughs> right. So yeah. the one thing I want to go back and um, talk to you about how people get it. I right. think that's oh, very yeah. important to know that. Very important. Uh, how yeah. to prevent it. Mode of to, transmission. Right. Mode of transmission is mainly through blood and any bodily fluids. Mm. Now, more so with hepatitis C, it's patients who has hepatitis C and his and his or her blood get mixed with anyone else. So for example, people who do shading of the needles. So injection drug users, and especially mm -hmm. when they're shading needles, that's the most common cause of transmission nowadays. And that's why there's a lot of awareness, a lot, lot of campaign to educate those people not to share needles. Share the needle, um, yeah. The other, uh, uh, other form is by a mother who is infected with hepatitis C virus. Yeah. It can go to the newborn or go to the baby. So baby can get infected. That's why there's uh, been recommendation from American Task Force that every pregnant female should be tested for hepatitis C virus mm. and take appropriate measures for that. Um, the other mode of transmission is by any, um, you know, open sores or any blood um, you know, uh, contamination. Contamination. Of, of, you mean of, contamination? Right. From right the uh, if you are handling those things. Yeah. So accidental needle stick injuries is another one that is very common or can happen. Not very common, but can happen, mm -hmm. especially in health settings, healthcare settings. So we as um, healthcare workers been trained to make sure that we, when we draw blood, when we uh, take care of patients with <laughs> open wounds or open sores. We have yeah. to be careful, especially people with hepatitis C virus. We have to be care careful. We should be wearing gloves and avoid as much possible any needle prick injuries and use, you know, those safety caps and, uh, you know, those uh, yeah. containers where we can dispose those needles. Yeah. Um, those are the majority of uh, modes of transmission. People who had received blood transfusion or organ transplant before 1992. Yeah, I was going to ask you that when I read about this. So what, before 1968, right? 1992. 1992. So there were some, uh, you know, uh, screening happening, but not especially for hepatitis C. Mm -hmm. And after July 1992, United States has mandatory uh, you know, screening test, which is for hepatitis C in particular there. Mm. So anyone who has received blood transfusion or blood products before, before. 1992, we also recommend those pe people should get tested for hepatitis C virus yeah. at least once in their That life. is very important point for our viewers to know before 1992. Right. If you had than your blood transfusion. Yeah. In fact, you know, um, American um, liver disease, liver stu study disease and society, infectious disease society of America have mm -hmm. uh, postulated together all the recommendation and they have a website for hepatitis C virus treatment and management guidelines. Right, okay. And any physician can go on that website and have a whole management right, yeah. process to review from there, and um, it's more easier nowadays to you know get to website and get the all CDC, the information. Always you can CDC get to the CDC and see the recommendation. Right, CDC recommend to go to that website and get yeah. all the information, and all those societies have said that at least once in the life, everyone who is above 18 years of age should be tested for hepatitis C virus. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's very good to know, you know. Because we want to, you know, we want to find those yeah. people. Early diagnosis, early diagnosis with early. is so crucial. Yeah, so that with the early prevent, treatment. Yeah. Exactly. We can do treatment. We can prevent mm. uh, this disease to, from happening. And we can prevent, in fact, the end-stage liver disease and cancer. Yeah, so this is, you can prevent the end-stage by getting early diagnosis is all this yeah all these things are available now before we didn't have so much available so now can you please um, how how is it diagnosis about the diagnosis i know first history physical and all that and right. then the hepatitis right. c antibodies right right could exactly. you comment on the on that one for yeah so, because yeah you said it right i mean because of course, you are the <laughs> expertise in this area right so yeah i mean i you know we are so um happy that we do have now such a good treatment it has it's a highly effective treatment and it has really revolutionized the whole um, the whole yeah you know trajectory of the hepatitis c virus infection mm. so again as i said the 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 um symptoms are so vague so we do start with the history and exam and then we also go for blood testing mm -hmm. so hepatitis c virus can be hepatitis c antibody is something that is yeah. a blood test we can do in every patient once patient has hepatitis c infection the hepatitis c antibody is positive and stay positive for life so is that like a zero positive yes the other term for it it's zero positive exactly means it's hepatitis c antibodies right. you had got it some when, when, sometimes when, when person developed antibodies for hepatitis C virus, they mm. stay in their body for life. Okay. So once we have hepatitis C virus antibody positive, then that person is a you know high-risk person. High-risk. And yeah. we don't know whether the patient has cleared the, the infection on its own or whether right. they have chronic hepatitis C. So then we do hepatitis C virus polymerase chain reaction test, yeah. which is hepatitis C virus I PCR. read about that test that right. they are doing it. And I think yeah. that's had revolutionized the, the industry more and more in terms of testing. So mm -hmm. we are now doing quantitative tests and hepatitis C virus. If, if, if the PCR test is positive, mm -hmm. then, then, we, you go then we go for further testing. Hepatitis C virus, um, you know, PCR quantitative analysis Quanti yeah. that tells you how many thousands or millions of copies of hepatitis C virus are circulating in the bloodstream. Is there a guideline on how much virus, if it is above or, or not? So this is different. For hepatitis B, there is certain guidelines and number that yeah. if the if the patient has that much number, then they should be treated. But hepatitis C virus can cause severe damage. Whatever number, once they are positive, mm -hmm. when the PCR is positive, then you treat those patients. Okay, we uh, can it can cause severe liver damage. So and and the other thing is we have treatment for hepatitis C. We have cure for hepatitis C. That now. is true. Yeah. And so we whenever have. we find that people who have hepatitis C virus infection by hmm. doing those diagnostic tests, then we further evaluate those patients in our clinics. So patients can be these two tests can be done anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, the PCR test and the antibody test, and once they are diagnosed with hepatitis C virus, then they come to special clinics for hepatitis C, oh, okay. although so then anyone will, can now, as a, treat as them. As a nowadays. clinical practitioner, myself, <clears throat> maybe general practice, I would do those, I would order those tests, right? right? And then then I will refer, refer them to you. Right. Is that correct? Right. Okay. That's true. 
as I said, you know, anyone can treat. There are guidelines present and available, but then, the then again, they need a little more um, testing, special mm -hmm. testing. Some of the tests, I'll tell you, tell you there is a FIB4 score, FIB score we do. Oh, okay. And that, cause, <laughs> that tells you the staging of the disease, how advanced is the disease. One, mm -hmm. The other one is FibroSure test. These are looking at um, inflammation of the liver and how advanced is the mm -hmm. inflammation. Um, these uh, tests look for liver function test, which is ASTALT. They look for INR. They look for, um, you know, the inflammation in the liver, how much uh, prothrombin time, and mm -hmm. also um, put together all these in the formulas and, uh, you know, correctly come up with the stage of the disease from stage zero to one, two, two three, or right. four. Uh, once we know the stage of the disease, then we know which treatment is the best for that patient. Right, yeah. There's one more test, which is like an ultrasound. It's elastography, mm. which is fibroscan test. It also measures the stiffness of the liver. The more stiff so is the ultrasound, liver. Ultrasound, excuse me, ultrasound is being done just to see how firm liver is, right? right. It's, it, okay. it measures the firm, firmness right, of the liver. Yeah. It's called fibroscan. Mm -hmm. And that tells you how, you know, if more stiff or more firm, then we know that liver cirrhosis is mm. there. So it kind of give us more idea of the stage of the disease. So that's that's very good now. So then, then the treatment now, we, we will, every day, you know, on the television, CNN, they advertise about all those new medicine for right, right. hepatitis C. Right. I'll tell you, I mean, it's such a success story. Even for me, when I was doing fellowship, um, we had uh, treatment where the patients have to take a lot of injectable medicines, a lot of yeah, pills, yeah. and even with that success rate was only 30 or 35 percent. Mm -hmm. But now with the new medication, since 2011, we have new protease inhibitors for hepatitis mm -hmm. C virus. Yeah, and they the protease had, inhibitors. Yeah. Those have increased the rate of success to above 95 percent. Oh. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, so, that's great so to it know. It is so, so, such a good news, mm -hmm. and that's why we want to promote more and more people to get diagnosed. If they have hepatitis C, they should not be waiting. They should not be causing more years to go by and then have developed right. hepatitis yeah. C. Uh, we want to have early detection and treat. And also, you know, treatment is more successful in patients who are in early stages of the disease. Yeah. So based on um, those new guidelines, we have two options available. So mm -hmm. there are two protease inhibitors. Uh, these both are combination of two pills, but it comes in a one pill form. Um, and those can be given from anywhere eight weeks up to 12 weeks. Okay. Uh, it's one pill once a day, less side effects, and people tolerate it very well. And after the treatment is done, uh, we monitor them for a year um, okay. and make sure that they are they are free of virus. Mm -hmm. But as I said, above 95 percent. Yeah, uh, cure and it rate is so it is rate. so easy because they just have to swallow pills, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No more injections, no yeah, more side no effects. More injections. Um, yeah. People used to have a lot of side effects from those older medications. Mm -hmm. People were, were anemic, their platelet counts were going down. Uh, hepatitis C virus, as we talked about causing liver inflammation, people with liver cirrhosis, they have already platelets count going down. Exactly, so they exactly. Have more Clotting with, factor is, right. is, is disarranged. Disarranged, and then they have more mm -hmm. chances to bleed. And when they were going um, 
into liver cirrhosis and end-stage liver disease, mm -hmm. it was very hard to, to cure or to provide any uh, effective management at that time. Uh, now, as, as I said, 95% uh, cure, 5% it's, of the patient where they are at the end-stage liver disease with yeah, cirrhosis, right, yeah. it's very hard to revert it back. Um, and those are the ones where we can have complications. And those are the ones who are, we also are more worried about liver cancer. Um, but majority of patients above 95% have a you know, good cure rate. We call, sustain, we call it sustained virological response once mm -hmm. patients are on this highly effective therapy. Within two weeks and um, up to four weeks, we see sustained virological response where there's yeah. no more virus, oh. no more virus detectable in their bloodstream. Yeah, so this is this is great to know with all this <clears throat> medicine that have come in market, you know. For now, what are what are the preventive? How can somebody prevent? Very important, you know. Right. The first first of all, I see everybody with the tattoo, you know, some clinics. Right. So that that could right. be that is a good uh, mode of transmission, isn't it? Exactly. So as we talked about mode of transmission, if we prevent um, and um, educate people about needle sharing, yeah, uh, needle not, sharing, yeah, yeah, do not share needles at all, um, and especially if people who have hepatitis C virus, they should be very careful about their needles and should use disposable needles. Right. Um, the other important thing, and you reminded me, I think early on we um, kind of uh, touched Condom. on needles, but tattooing and piercing. Tattooing, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a big industry. Them. In the clinic, I see those people right. with them. And it's a big industry, and we want to make sure that we always go to certified places. We want to make sure that they are using sterilized tools, especially uh -huh. If uh, attending anyone with hepatitis C virus, they should use unopened inks. Yeah. So ink can be infected and the needle yeah. can be, you know, have a blood um, on it when you use it for hepatitis C virus mm. um, uh, infected person. If they're not using, uh, changing needles in between, if they're using the same ink, same the, the needle, patient, yeah. the next person can, can get hepatitis C virus right, out there. Yeah. So people should be very careful when they go, they should ask for what kind of tools they use, whether they're using disposable needles, whether they are changing needles in between, all those things. So those are the major things that we can yeah, prevent this we disease. We can prevent um, this disease. The other thing is, of course, awareness about, um, you know, people should get tested at least once. So anyone who comes to your clinic for even annual exam, yeah. they should get tested we, so that we do early diagnosis. Um, um, we order usually we order the uh, liver screening right. that includes right. all this exactly yeah True. but uh, but then you know sometimes it is still very hard how hard to control these people it's okay when you are exactly. adult but when you are a teenager right you right. know a couple of years ago i wrote some an article about salad bowl syndrome mm -hmm. how these kids you know they are the candies which looks like drugs and then right, and right. then they share needles you know just to make themselves right. high so those are the people, you know, that, that's a dangerous part, isn't it? You are exactly right. And nowadays there is a, you know, um, more 
awareness and education we need to provide to our young generation, especially when they are in those uh, parties and people are using different chemicals and different drugs. Mm -hmm. Those can be mixed with anyone who has hepatitis C virus. And um, those are the things that people have to be, those are the people who are at high risk of getting hepatitis C virus. So we have to be aware of those, uh, yeah. uh, those you know, risky behaviors. Um, also, you know, people with HIV, people with um, male having sex with male, those yeah. are the people who are at high risk of acquiring um, hepatitis, hepatitis C virus. C, yeah. So this is very good and, and such a good information about these kids. So right now, I'm in the process of uh, writing something about the what are the precautions, safe immunization for a college students. I'm done with the school. Mm-hmm. The schools are closed, but now they're entering the college. Do you think this should be number one in the list? the hepatitis C vaccination. Right, so we don't have a vaccine for hepatitis C. Yeah, just a protection. And that's why we always should um, tell our patients, especially younger generation, you know, everyone that they should get vaccinated for hepatitis A. A, right, that's what I was going to ask you. Hepatitis A and B, get them vaccinated. Get them vaccinated, right. You know, as early as possible, mm-hmm. because the more um, burden on the liver, more inflammation. Yeah. People have hepatitis B and you know hepatitis C virus. C, right. Although they compete for each other, people mm-hmm. can have HIV and hepatitis B virus. So those are the conditions where patients okay. can have more liver burden. So that so whenever there's a chance and whenever we can vaccinate people, we should vaccinate people for those hepatitis A and B viruses. Yeah. And my message is prevention is the is the real goal for hepatitis c virus right if yeah. we you know we convey this message to general public that you know be aware especially when, right. whenever yeah. there is a chance mm. be away from any bodily blood products and blood mm. especially when you don't know the person who has hepatitis c virus. exactly exactly and you know when you are in college campus you meet people from all over, schools were a little different. Right. But here, there's so much. So One, one more important thing that also, uh, some people ask me these questions, um, also should um, take care of, um, you know, those personal um, items people yeah. use. Uh. If you are um, being roommate with someone, if you are yeah. sharing Don't the share. bathrooms <laughs> with someone, then be careful. Do not use any person's razor or toothbrushes or right. nail papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that could be one way of transmission right. of hepatitis C virus. So those are the things you have to keep those personal items, you know, uh, uh, away and be careful about uh, not to sharing those not, items yeah. with anyone else. So um, last minute, key. Advice, what would you say? We always want to make sure that our viewers know about (laughs) this in a nutshell, that hepatitis C virus is a chronic hepatitis infection. It's a chronic disease. It can cause liver damage. It can cause liver damage to a point where people get liver transplantation. And, um, you know, it is one of the most common cause of people get evaluated for liver transplant. Mm. So why get to that stage, right? Right. We have to prevent it. We have to detect it early. Mm. And at the same time, 
whenever diagnosed, then treat those patients effectively. If you can treat, treat those patients. You, you know, we have very simple now uh, management, very simple treatment exactly, available, yeah. one pill a day. And if you don't know, um, you know, yeah. uh, and you don't want to treat those patients, then you can refer to them to the specialist. Exactly. And, um, yeah. get, Most of get the health centers all over, they are connected to a specialized clinic for this. Right. And last but not least, mm -hmm. we also want to make sure that we prevent liver cancer. Exactly. So it is one yeah. of the, you know, one of the cause of liver cancer. So yeah. when we, when we treat this infection early on, we, we prevent, we, we prevent yeah. liver cancer. Yeah. Now, there is a caveat, although even after treatment of hepatitis C virus, there okay. is a very few percent chance of having a liver cancer. Exactly. But exactly. this is majorly based on right. the liver inflammation, liver damage. The more cirrhosis, the more the changes more in the hepatocytes, 